Welcome to Insurance Made Simple. This is episode eight, and this is the last episode in our three-part series about credit scoring in personal lines insurance pricing. This uh, has been a topic for a three-part series because it's a very complex topic that not many people know about. It's very important, as we described in episode six, uh, a very, very uh, profitable pricing strategy uh, that the insurance companies leverage. And as we described in episode seven, when we really uncovered uh, one particular insurer's algorithm for pricing auto insurance in Michigan, it can make a heck of a big difference in your pricing. Now, in this episode, the last in our three-part series, we're going to talk about the one thing that you can do if your credit is less than stellar and you're being negatively impacted in your insurance pricing. And so I've done some uh, research on this um, particular right that you have as a consumer in many states, and I'm going to outline those states in just a second. And you have this right that is written into the insurance statute in your state. And the states that have this are Alabama, Arkansas, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia. In those states, you have a legal right to apply a reasonable exception for an extraordinary life circumstance that has affected your credit in a bad way. So these states have credit scoring in their auto insurance pricing and their home insurance pricing, and you have the rights to request a reasonable exception. And in the law in your state, you have the ability to request this from your insurer, and if you meet certain provisions, your insurance company has to grant this for you. This is a right of insurance consumers in particular states. Now, first, before we go on to um, what's really in the law in these states, let's discuss states that don't use credit scoring in personal lines insurance at all. California, completely banned, not able to do it since I believe it was 1989, Proposition 103, um, the voters of California made it illegal. In Hawaii, you cannot use credit scoring for uh, pricing or underwriting in auto insurance. Now, they can use it in homeowner's insurance, but uh, you cannot use it in Hawaii for auto insurance. Uh, in Maryland, you can use it for auto insurance, but you can't use it for home insurance. So it's the complete opposite of Hawaii. Uh, and then in Massachusetts, it's not illegal by um, – you know, a constitutional amendment or a law, but it is not approved by the Department of Insurance. They will not approve uh, credit-based rating or underwriting of personal lines insurance products uh, as a policy within the Department of Insurance. So in those four states, um, two have, you know, no credit whatsoever, uh, Massachusetts and California, uh, Maryland, can't use it in home insurance, and Hawaii can't use it in auto insurance. But these other 29 states have adopted 
the National Conference of Insurance Legislators. This is like a group of people, right? These are the people who write insurance laws and sit on insurance committees in the various state legislative bodies. They come together as in a group or an association, and they have this organization called the National Conference of Insurance Legislators. And they all get together and they talk about ideas um, on how to, you know, change uh, or improve the insurance laws and see what's worked in other states. So this is a, you know, it's a useful organization. It helps, you know, the people who are writing our laws to, you know, meet with their counterparts from different states, discuss what's working, not working. And what they also do is they propose this model legislation. So they kind of hash out, you know, the details and say, you know, this is what we think, you know, various states should adopt. And it, you know, it saves a lot of work from the particular state legislative bodies. They now don't have to like craft this all in the legislative legal language. Um, They have a template to work from. So these 29 states that I rattled off earlier use the Model Act um, for credit information and personal insurance. And in this is – it has 14 sections, um, and in section 6, it is titled Extraordinary Life Circumstances. And guys, this is your legal right. This is your option if you have – less than perfect credit, if you have moderate credit, if you have bad credit, and you know you're paying a lot of money in insurance because you listened to this podcast the last two episodes and you know that your credit is affecting you, you know you have a general idea, I'm sure, if your credit is great, if it's moderate, if it's bad. And my guess is, if it's bad, you didn't just wake up one day and say, I want to have awful credit. I just want to not pay any of my bills. I want to go delinquent on certain things and I want to have my credit score dive to, you know, a 600, a 400, whatever it may be. Nobody who just wakes up and says that, at least not rational people, right? So you're in this situation presumably because something happened to you. And this model law, section 6, extraordinary life circumstances is taking into account something that is out of your control that may have happened in your life that has created an adverse circumstance and has affected your credit score. And that credit score, that information, I won't say credit score, I want to say the information on your credit report, which means, you know, was I delinquent on my GM financial lease? So that's information on your credit report. Well, why were you? Did you just wake up and say, I don't want to pay my GM lease this month on my car? No, of course not, right? Um, Something probably happened where you didn't have the financial resources to make that payment. And that's where this section six comes in. And I'm going to read this in detail. I'm going to read the whole thing here because I think this is important. It says, notwithstanding any other law or regulation, An insurer that uses credit information shall, okay, and I'm going to stop there, shall. That's an important word in a law. That doesn't mean they have the option that they can, they cannot, they could, they couldn't. Shall means they must. It means that they shall do this. It doesn't mean they they have no option here. So I'm going to start over again. Notwithstanding any other law or regulation, an insurer that uses credit information shall 
on written request from an applicant for insurance coverage or an insured, provide reasonable exceptions to the insurer's rates, rating classifications, company or tier placement, or underwriting rules or guidelines for a consumer who has experienced and whose credit information has been directly influenced by any of the following events, and then it lists eight events. So let's just take that. That was a lot of words to say something pretty simple. So I, and I'm not going to say I'm going to dumb it down, but I, I'm going to make this simple, right? That's the name of the podcast, Insurance Made Simple. So I'm going to simplify all that. That means that if an insurance company is using credit-based information to rate or underwrite your policy, and you send them a written request for a reasonable exception, because one of the following eight things have happened to you, then they shall, which again means they must, provide a reasonable exception. So let's get into the eight things. And uh, number one on the list is a catastrophic event as declared by a federal or state government. Now, until COVID-19, we probably wouldn't really, you know, many people listening to the podcast might say, well, Peter, what's a catastrophic event as uh, declared by the federal or state government? I can't even think of what that would be. So let's dive into some non-COVID examples for this. Hurricanes happen all over. There is a, an emergency declaration made by the governor Let's say the governor of Florida or the president of the United States declares a federal emergency in Florida because they've got a hurricane coming through. Same thing could happen with a tornado, a flood here in Michigan. Uh, we had a, the great flood of 2014. Governor Rick Snyder declared a state of emergency in Michigan uh, from this massive flooding that we had back then. Uh, more recently, there was... Um, flooding caused by a dam breaking in the Midland, uh, Michigan area, and Governor Whitmer declared a state of emergency. I don't think, I'm not confident that President Biden declared a state of emergency, although I know it was asked for. We'll have to check on that. But these are examples of a catastrophic event that are declared by federal or state government. So you, you know, were a victim of one of those flooding situations, right, um, that we just talked about. You have the right, the legal right to request, you know, and that had a bad effect on your credit. You have a, a right to request that your insurance company provide a reasonable exception to their credit scoring pricing algorithm um, based on that. It's not something they can say no to because it is in the law. They have to follow the law. Remember, if it's in the law, you know, as I like to always say, compliance must be complied with. So they have to approve it. Um, so that's the first reasonable, we'll call these reasonable exception requests or extraordinary life circumstances. Um, the second one is a serious illness or injury or a serious illness or injury to an immediate family member. So if you've had a serious illness or injury um, or an immediate family member of yours has had a serious illness or injury, and, you know, obviously if you have a serious illness or injury, right, what happens? Even if you have good health insurance, you've got a lot of medical bills still. And those medical bills, you know, you've got to pay them and they take away money from other parts of, you know, your household budget. So you might start running behind on some of your other obligations. So that could cause a negative financial impact. That could cause your credit score to be less than the best. And if it's less than the best, you have a legal right to request that your insurance company provide you a reasonable exception. 
So that's a pretty broad one. You know, I would say there's a lot of people who have had serious illnesses or injuries. It's not really defined on what serious is um, or what an injury or illness is, but, you know, many things could probably fall within that category. And we know that people who've had extreme amounts of medical bills, you know, have fallen behind on not only their medical bills, but other bills because of that situation and their credit's less than ideal. So if this has happened to you, you have, you know, and you live in one of those 29 states I rattled off, you know, you have something that can be done. You don't have to just sit back and pay high insurance premiums um, because your credit is not great. You have a legal right and you need to exercise that legal right. And we'll get into where you would, you know, besides this podcast, where you would find out, which is, you know, really the answer is nowhere. But this is an important, ex, you know, right for you to exercise. The third um, reasonable exception request is the death of a spouse, a child, or a parent. So if you've had a spouse, a child, or a parent die, and, you know, right, tragically, every day people die completely unanticipated, you know, tragic accidents happen. It's horrible, right? And you're not planning for that to happen. And when it does, it creates, you know, an adverse financial, you know, effect. Someone, you know, if it's a young couple with, you know, young children and someone tragically dies, you know, that's, you know, forget about the funeral expenses and those kind of things, but, you know, replacing that person's income, let's say you had life insurance, but, you know, it's just, you know, enough to supplement for a little while, not for forever, you know, that could cause a big financial impact, could cause your credit to go down. And, you know, this is, remember, insurance is a product the government's saying you have to have to drive on the road. And they're saying, we're going to let the insurance companies raise the rates if you have bad credit. But if you fall into these categories, you can request a reasonable exception to that rule. Item number four, a divorce or involuntary interruption of legally owed alimony or support. So if you've been divorced, right, we know, you know, divorce is, is one of the biggest, you know, um, triggers for, you know, financial destruction uh, in the country. This happens, you know, people get divorced every day. So if you've been put in a bad financial situation, your credit score is less than perfect because, you know, you've been divorced, you don't have to pay higher insurance premiums because your credit is not great under that situation. You have the legal right to request your insurance company not grant you a reasonable exception. So this is important, you know. Um, another item is identity theft, right? Identity theft, someone else, you know, puts a bunch of bad stuff on your credit report and you've got to now, you know, figure out how to get that the heck off of there and that's going to take a long time because, you know, you're going to be on the phone forever and all that to, you know, get the stuff off your report. You have, under the law, you can get a reasonable uh, exemption for your insurance, uh, I'm sorry, your credit-based insurance score. Number six, temporary loss of employment for a period of three months or more if it results from involuntary termination. So if you were laid off, fired, anything like that, if it results from involuntary termination, so it's can't be, you know, you just say, I don't want to work anymore, I quit. That doesn't fall into number six. You can get a reasonable exception. So you've been unemployed for three months or more, you fall in this category for um, a reasonable exception. 
Number seven is military deployment overseas. You're deployed overseas, maybe unexpectedly. You know, you're trying to keep up with your financial obligations at home, but your mail is delayed or whatever, and, you know, an item goes 30 or 60 days past due on your credit report. Your insurance rate cannot go up because of that, because you have this legal protection. This was written in there to protect you from your insurance rates going up because your credit suffered a hit if you were militarily deployed overseas. Um, and number eight's kind of a catch-all. It's other events as determined by the insurer. And this is a nice open one because if something crazy happens and it's not on one of these seven things, they wanted to give the insurance company some flexibility to approve other items as well. And that's what this is. So, you know, it's hard for me to come up with an example on the spot about what one of these might be. But there's a lot of things that could potentially happen. You know, if your credit was negatively impacted, you know, because of a situation that happened to you, you know, present your case to the insurance company um, when you're exercising your right under the law. I think you could probably, you know, these seven are pretty broad. So, I mean, you know, injury or illness, those are really broad terms. You know, number eight, you know, you might be able to fit something else in there. I haven't seen it before. I'm not sure what it would be, but... Um, you know, there's a lot of unique situations out there, um, especially yeah, as they relate to insurance. So now you're asking probably, or you should be, Peter, what is a reasonable exception? What does that mean? What am I going to get? What's going to happen if I have a reasonable exception? And I can't speak for all 29 states, but I can speak for Michigan and how this generally works with most insurance companies. But the insurance companies, right, they have a scoring range, and they compute that in the pricing. So as we talked about on episode um, seven, we talked about, you know, that was a one through 16 score range. One was the best price, 16 was the worst. Um, so I re-examined that algorithm, and they said in that algorithm, if one of these eight things happened to you and they give you a reasonable exception, they would rate you instead of whatever you had. Let's say you had a 15, 16, something real on the real bad end. Instead of giving you the price for 16, if one of these things happened, they would give you a price for a six. Now, if you remember, or if you haven't listened to episode seven yet, I suggest you do. There's a big pricing difference between a 16 and a six. And there's a big price difference between, you know, a 14 and a six. You're paying a hell of a lot more at a 14 than you are a six. So if any of these things happen, you have a right. This isn't, you know, something, you know, the insurance companies, you know, doing you a favor. They're not doing you a favor. There is a law. In 29 states, it says they shall. doesn't say they can if they feel like it and they're in a good mood. It says they shall. The people of the state of whatever, fill in whatever state, we'll say Michigan because that's where I am. The people of the state of Michigan, through their duly elected representatives in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, and signed by the governor of the state of Michigan, signed a law that says the insurance companies shall do this. So they have to do it. Now, they also have to notify you of your rights under this law. They have to tell you what I just told you. And I bet, I don't know, 99.98% of the people who are listening to this podcast say, Peter, they never told me. And I believe you. Because what they do is they bury this either in a digital packet, 
or in a paper packet that they mail you on, you know, the fourth to last page out of, you know, 60 pages. And, you know, they say it in a complex way like it's written in the law. Why do they do it that way? Well, go back to episode six, which is titled The Dirty Secret of Insurance Rating, uh, credit scoring having an impact on premiums. You know, in that, we talked about the CEO of Allstate Insurance Company saying, you know, basically like this was, you know, a fundamental way in which the insurance companies are profitable since, you know, the early 90s is because of credit-based insurance score pricing. So they're not going to come out and tell you on page one or on the cover page or, you know, put it important, you know, read this, your rate can go down. Why would they do that, right? They're out to make, you know, take as much money from you as possible. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't want to, you know, really be, you know, horrible um, to insurance companies here, uh, you know, but let's be honest, okay? This is what they're doing, you know, if they wanted to let you know about it, they would do it in a more compelling way. But burying it on, you know, the fourth to last page of an 80-page or 60-page document isn't, you know, they're meeting their legal obligation, but they're not drawing your attention to it. You know, there's no conspiracies, but, you know, there's no coincidences either. So what I'll say is, I'm telling you, and that's the purpose of this podcast, is to tell you what you don't know. And what you don't know is that, first of all, you didn't probably know that your credit was playing a big role in your insurance pricing. But now that you do know, you probably didn't think you could do anything about it, you know, besides maybe try and get better credit. And that might take, you know, three or four years if, you know, you start yesterday. So you have this legal right. It's an important legal right. It is a legal right. The insurance, you know, and I'm driving this point home, okay, because I don't want to bury the lead here. If you call your insurance company and they say, well, you know, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Hmm. Let me see. And, you know, they keep you on hold for an hour. You know, this is something they have to do. So keep going at them and say, hang on, hang on, hang on. I happen to read my policy and I went to the fourth to the last page and I read this section that says that I have this right. And that you will do this. And, Mr. or Mrs. Insurance Agent, I also happen to know it's the law in my state and you don't have a choice. You have to do it. Hmm. Pretty compelling, right? They're not going to go out of their way to make this easy for you. And that's very disappointing to me. At least most insurance companies aren't, you know, in my experience anyways. What I will say... There are some great insurance companies out there. They operate above board, ethically, honestly. They'll, you know, help you through the process. I don't want to always be, you know, tearing down the insurance industry. But some of them aren't quite like that, I guess is the nice way to say it. So that's, I'll leave it there. So you have this legal right, you have to do it. Now, there are some things the insurance company can request of you. And this is also in the law. So, you know, you have an obligation here too. So if you're going to request this exemption or exception, if you will, you have some things that you may have to do. And those are pretty reasonable, I think. So let's read those from the model law. 
it says, if an applicant or an insured submits a request for an exemption as set forth in Section 6A, an insurer may, in its sole discretion, but is not mandated to, and then it lists five things. So what they're saying is, if a customer requests this, the insurance company can then request the following from the customer. So, you know, you got to be able to make your case here, you know, that something bad happened to you and that caused your credit to, you know, be bad. So the things that they can ask for um, you to do is they can require the customer to provide a reasonable written and independently verifiable documentation of the event. Okay, so let's just think about one of these, a serious illness or injury to yourself or a family member, right? Pretty easy. You can write that, you know, this is what happened. And then independently verifiable documentation of the event. I don't know, maybe a doctor's bill, maybe a physician's statement. Um, those would probably be, you know, the most... Um, you know, reasonable things I could think of off the top of my head, um, but those would be independently verifiable. Maybe some information from your health insurance company that shows they paid medical bills related to X, Y, or Z. So that's easy. You've got medical bills. You can call your doctor and get, you know, um, a statement saying, you know, that you had a serious illness or injury. The insurance company, and I'm going to now read from number two, can also require the customer to demonstrate that the event had a direct and meaningful impact on the consumer's credit information. So again, well, let's just keep going down the scenario. Um, serious illness or injury. So what happens? Um, you had all these medical bills, you had to pay them, or you had to stop working because you were so you know injured or, or sick. That would have a direct and meaningful impact on your credit, right? If you had to stop working. So, you know, that seems reasonable, easy enough for you to get. Um, number three, and this is where it gets a little tricky, is they require such requests to be made no later than 60 days from the date of application for insurance or the policy renewal. So if you haven't gotten a new policy in the last 60 days, you might have to wait till your next renewal to be able to do this. The insurance company can also grant an exception, you know, despite the consumer not providing the initial request in writing. So there again, they don't want to tie the hands of the insurance companies. If an insurance company wants to be reasonable and let you just talk through this on the phone with a representative, the law says they can do that. Um, and then number five, they can grant the exception um, where the consumer asks for consideration of repeated events or even if the uh, insurer has considered this event previously. So, you know, if it's something that continues to happen, you know, you're still ill and you can't work and it's causing a negative impact, the insurance company can use that, you know, event over and over and over. So, let's just recap. There's a statutory right that allows you if you're being charged more money because you don't have the best credit score for your you know, personal lines insurance products, there is a law that says the insurance companies have to give you an exception if certain things have happened to you. And I want to just read those things again because I think they're worth repeating. Catastrophic event as declared by the federal or state government. Serious illness or injury or serious illness or injury to an immediate family member. Death of a spouse, child, or parent. Divorce or interruption of legally owed alimony or support payments. Identity theft. Temporary loss of employment for a period of three months or more if it results from involuntary termination. Military deployment overseas. And finally, other events as determined by the insurer. Ladies and gentlemen, you have this legal right. Don't let the insurance companies hide it from you. I'm here telling you because in 29 states, 
right? There's 29 states that say, hey, you've got this legal right. And if you live in one of them, you should take advantage of it if something bad has happened to you and it's caused your credit to be less than great. If you don't live in one of those 29 states, let me tell you what I would do. I would pick up the phone and I would call my representative in the state house of representatives or in the state senate and I would say, senator or representative, we don't have this law. 29 other states do. You allowed the insurance companies to rate based on credit score. There needs to be some reasonable checks and balances on that. I want you to pass this law that is drafted by the National Association of Insurance Legislators. So you have some work to do if you're paying more in insurance than you should be because your credit is less than perfect from one of those things. You have the ammunition, you have the knowledge, now put it to use. If you have questions for me, always email me, peter at encoreinsurance.com. I'll get back to you right away. It's not about selling you a policy, it's about helping you. If you have a question related to this process, let's talk. Even if you're not in Michigan, I'll do what I can to help you or at least point you in the right direction. Also, please like and subscribe to this podcast to get great information. Remember, this is the information that the insurance companies don't want you to know. And that's why we're delivering it to you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>